today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday. It's 11:35. Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, and Vacuum Man. The show brought to you, of course, by Vacuum Man. Adam, good to have you back in the program. How's the week been for you? You know what? It's been cooler. Uh, I can tell you that. I mean, I haven't been able to walk in my shorts. Uh, I haven't been able to really enjoy. I, I guess this is what it's all about, Bill. I'm getting used to winter. I'm getting ready for that cold temperature. It's here. I'm accepting it. That's that's pretty much where it is. Well, that means vacuum man is going to be busy, of course, uh, because as people turn their furnace on for the first time, it's, what's that smell? Uh, that means you need your ducts cleaned. We're, yeah, exactly. You got to get your blower fan cleaned out. You got to get your ducts cleaned. And don't forget, everyone, this is the time you need to change your filter. Even if you don't want to give us a call at Vacuum Man, make sure you change your filter in your furnace. This is a great time to actually start doing it. Just to make sure you catch all the debris, the dust, any of the cat hair. Uh, if you have candles in the house, it gets sucked into that blower fan and it can be uh, circulated throughout your home. There you go. Good advice for you. Uh, you know, we talk about the hack of the week, and, and we, sometimes we have a little bit of fun with it, but this was a pretty ugly week uh, because there were two incidences. The one that was just announced a couple of days ago, of course, uh, by the U.S., uh, well, by the FBI and the security agency, that uh, the Russians and the Iranians attacked into the, uh, the the voter database for the American election coming up. Uh, they did that, of course, in the last election. But that the Russians have been pretty busy. These guys are the gold standard when it comes to hackers, aren't they? They are actually amazing. And I mean, I don't want to say that in a complimentary way, but no. they're actually really, really good. So, yeah, the hack of the week goes to a Russian group that has been able to infiltrate into a lot of the local state governments and the federal government of the United States, particularly when it came to elections uh, in, their, in their content. But they were also able to hack into uh, the badge access uh, and, and, and second-tier security, being able to sign into their, uh, their local systems. So this is a massive like warning bell, like a red flag, and it screams that the U.S. particularly really needs to up their game when it comes to security protection um, and further putting in per, uh, parameters and protocols that are going to be a little more robust when it comes to uh, hacking. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's a very interesting perspective, and I only bring this up as a, uh, you know, Canada was not in this group of hacking, but it speaks volumes that there is a very deep concern when we're talking about government online documentation. Uh, you know, uh, this past couple of weeks, we saw that uh, Premier Ford and the Ontario government is now going to be letting our, our health uh, our health cards, our driver's licenses, all to be online. I mean, this is a great element of efficiencies. But when you watch things like this take place, uh, we need, I say this as a warning sign, not that it is an issue, but it needs to be very much addressed that security needs to be a top priority as we migrate into these new systems. Absolutely. And uh, more to come on this, of course, uh, as we go along. And I know your point is, that, you know, the release about uh, this latest Russian thing did not include Canada. But CSIS has already told us that in the last uh, federal election, which was a year ago, by the way, uh, there was evidence that the Russians were involved in that in some way, shape or form. Uh, and, and they do it through social media most of the time after they get the information, right? Absolutely. And I think there is even a little bit of a, I won't go into the depth of it, but there was a YouTube video in Canada of a professor speaking of 
you know, propaganda or otherwise when it came to the U.S. elections. This is uh, putting a little bit, I look at it as tension across the board of how social media and security at the same time uh, being utilized and how it's, uh, you know, the new spy network is, is our computer systems. I mean, nobody needs to travel. And, and primarily we know with COVID we're not allowed to anyways, but this just does open up. There is no limit to what the, and I'm going to throw Chinese in there, Chinese, uh, Russian, uh, any other government party that has hacking supported groups. And again, this is the thing. We reference it as a Russian hacking group. This is actually a government supported hacking group bill. This isn't just a bunch of kids in a basement, you know, randomly trying to just be a little bit of a, a, a pester to the system. These are actually government supported spy networks trying to get access to other government networks. Uh, so bottom line is, is that we talk about change your passwords. I think that's what I'm getting at at the end of the day here, Bill. Yeah. It's a reminder once again on Tech Talk, change your passwords on your router and your, and your computers. Good advice. Always good advice. Uh, we've talked about the rising cost of phones, you know, the, the Apple 12, of course. Uh, and you've uncovered something else that I think that we need to inform our listeners about, too. The cost of repairing some of those expensive phones. Well, you know, we kind of take for granted we get our phone, we put a case on it, and we kind of move on in the world. We paid an expensive amount of money on these on these products. Uh, you know, you want to protect it, you want to take care of it, but reality is we sometimes break them. We drop them, uh, we get a little clumsy, we put it in our pocket, it wasn't secured, falls out of our bag, uh, you back over it, whatever. Um, those moments happen, and when they do, you take to an example that it's got to get repaired. You've spent a lot of money on it. Well, Apple has, obviously, with the release of Apple 12, um, the iPhone 12 coming out, it's going to be a little bit of an eye-opener for anyone that's going to need to repair anything on these phones. And how much more are we talking? Well, based on the iPhone 11, the repair fees are going up almost 40% more. So to give a bit of an example, um, a screen repair, and these are in U.S. dollars. So I tried before the show, Bill, to jump online and see what the repair fees were in Canada. So I can only assume that Canadian rates are going to increase as well. So I speak only for the U.S., but it's $279 for a screen repair versus $199 what it used to be. So... Uh, let's take it even one step further. Imagine that something was even for you. You somehow had a crack in your phone and it got wet and it damaged the circuit board inside or something further that was more involved than just a cracked screen. You're looking at uh, a $449 fee to repair. So the cost of the $1,000 or $1,300 Canadian phone is now going to add another possibly $500 just to repair it. So be aware of that. These are big increases, by the way, Bill. This is something that is uh, buried under the repair areas of Apple, and you really don't go looking there when you're looking at your new phone. This is just something to keep be cognizant of it, folks. If you're going to get it and you need to repair it, it's not a cheap thing to fix. I saw, not, not so much now, but two or three years ago, there seemed to be a, a, a plethora of Hummers on the on the road. And, and you know, these vehicles got a bad reputation. They're, I think they were technically designed for the, for military use, uh, but they were all over the roads. And uh, there's, a, I guess, some new technology that Hummer is using now. 
Well, GMC is really trying to leap into the electronic uh, or the electric game when it comes to automobiles. And uh, this uh, past announcement in this past month is that, you know, Hummer has been usually one of the stapled uh, products, one of those images that you would look at and go, this is a gas-guzzling example of carbon uh, uh, and environmental, in, you know, damaging to our, uh, to our country. So Hummer's really been the word, and it really was bad, by the way, when Hummer came out and i remember this as a younger child um when hummer came out it looks cool i mean i thought it was really really bad and you know tough looking and when i saw it i was like this is amazing but i think it only got three gallons uh, uh to the mile or something like that so it's now got an electric they have the electric version of hummer and gmc congratulations for coming out with it it's hundred and fifty thousand dollars though bill canadian for this this is not a inexpensive uh, electric SUV. Um, but the cool thing is, I mean, this thing can climb rocks, it could go up mountains, it can handle some very rugged terrain, and it does zero to 60 in three seconds. So I just kind of went, that just, I don't know, kind of, I mean, I know Teslas are fast, and we've heard about how they, you know, they're breaking the quarter mile and all that. But I just kind of looked at a Hummer going zero to three in, in, in you know, or zero, zero to 60 in three seconds, and just kind of think to myself, Man, can you, can you just imagine accidentally stepping in front of that? By, in, in three seconds, your life could just change. So anyway, I share that as it's pretty cool, but it's also very, you know, kind of disturbing at the same time. Well, you know, this is technology, and, and this is where things are going. And I remember when, when Arnold was uh, the governor of California, he drove a Hummer, but it was a hybrid, you know, because everybody, oh, it's a gas guzzler. He, uh, Schwarzenegger, as governor, actually was very environmentally conscious. But uh, in, what he told, and I remember one time he came to Ontario and talked about this uh, with the premier and, and a bunch of other officials, and he said, tell the auto industry you've got till this time to get something done, and they'll do it. And this is what GMC has done, because he encouraged them to develop this technology because he likes Hummers, and now they've got it out there. And, hey, for 150000 bucks, it's a bargain, right? I, I don't know if I would say a bargain. But I, I, I mean, I I'm the last guy you want to say. Is that a bargain, Adam? I mean, I'm literally one of the most frugal gentlemen on the planet. I mean, I'll, I, I, I'm not usually too frugal when it comes to tech, but I'll tell you, man, I just I, I watch every penny, and I just think 150000 for an SUV. I don't know if I could be going, whoa, that is the best money spent. But it is available, and if you're conscientious about it, you can get an SUV as a Hummer and finally say, hey, there's no way anyone's going to be throwing eggs at my uh, vehicle anymore, calling me a, a, an environmental climate changing hog. So you can now do that with pride with the new GMC Hummer. Yeah, for, for 150 grand, you do get to pick the color, though. Um, Google's back in court. Hey, there's a surprise. This one's massive, Bill. This isn't a small topic to be discussed. I know when I, I send you these little preemptive uh, points, they're only it was probably fairly small, but I wanted to share. This is a game changer. Uh, you know, since Tech Talk, I've been on and we've been talking about them in front of the Senate. They've been under scrutiny, all of them, Facebook, Amazon. They've had to stand in front of the Senate and actually, you know, disclose why and how they're using information, privacy details, how they're, you know, technically monopolizing. Well, the uh, company Alphabet, which is Google, got sued by the U.S. Department of Justice uh, a week ago. And it sets a precedent in this court case. Why and what's going to happen? They're claiming 90% of search engines are done by Google. And that's just in the U.S. Just for clarity, it's 98% 
of search results are Google. So the U.S. government is now putting pressure. And for us, uh, you know, minions out there that, you know, use Google, um, you know, we just kind of go, well, what's that mean? Does that mean, you know, we kind of get used to all the services that Google has? And, you know, we go to YouTube, we go to the Google Maps, uh, we search on Google. In fact, it's a verb, I, I think, is what it is now. I think it's just actually referenced as Google is a verb. And they're going to be tearing it apart. That's the bottom line. So uh, should they win in court? I should state that uh, yeah. for clarity. So Google, if they lose, um, one of the mandates in this court case is that they got to start breaking up uh, a lot of their foundation of systems. One of them is particularly the video system. And that means we may not have YouTube may not no longer be a part of the uh, the, the company of, of Google. The second piece is that the, the court case, and I may have to agree with this, Bill, just so you know. And my main reason for this is that Google is a powerhouse. It does what it's supposed to do. Yes, it's a monopoly, but it's also one of the main reasons a lot of startups struggle. In fact, many companies begin, as you, as you know, at FPM Marketing, FPM3, I'm very focused on uh, you know, latest technology. I work with a sure. lot of small businesses. And there's so many that when I start with them, they have this great idea in e-commerce online, or they want to start a small, and that goes for any company, even in Hamilton, um, that are trying uh, to develop and, and get off the ground, their goals are, I want to create a product for the people, I want to develop it, and what's your success? I can't tell you how many times people say, well, the dream is when Google buys me. And that's part of why this court case is happening, is because that's the goal. The goal isn't to serve and, and, and build a system that's going to be available. It's actually stifling innovation. So this court case is going to be very interesting. Now, mind you, Google's a trillion-dollar operation. I think the government owes a trillion in its own debt. So it's going to be a very interesting who's paying for the bill and how long will it drag out. But I think we're going to be seeing big changes, and I think it's going to impact not just Google, Amazon's next followed by Facebook. Get ready. I think we're about to see it all break up and move into different directions. Got a couple of minutes left here, but I want to squeeze this one in because this is big news too. The uh, CRTC, the Canadian Radio Television Commission, which uh, oversees, well, what we do here in radio and on television, but also uh, through the internet. Uh, they hold court over that as well. Uh, they've just given the okay for an, a new provider. Absolutely. This is this is groundbreaking news. You and I have talked about, well, you know, you've got your internet choices and live with them and that's the best as it is. Um, this is amazing. Elon Musk, little company Starlink has actually going to be providing Canadians with satellite internet. Now that's pretty cool. I mean, there's satellite, you know, internet that exists today. The difference between what this system is versus what's available is number one, the speed. Number two, it's available across the nation. And when I mean across the nations, it means North Algonquin Park, uh, North Nunavut, uh, you know, in Tuk-Tuk, which is Northwest Territories, a remote little desolate city, you could be getting up to 100 megabytes download, 60 megabytes upload. And this is earth shattering when you talk about what does Canada need to do? Where does it need to be to be able to meet these kind of levels of creating high speed internet? That's one really amazing uh, announcement. The second part to this though, Bill, is the fact that it's going to be very inexpensive. 
And when I say that, it means it's going to push a lot of internet options, and I'm talking about our cell options too, it's going to drive it down. Uh, rumor is, and this is an official, that it's going to cost less than $50 a month to have unlimited internet across Canada, anywhere you go with this plan. So uh, that's the great news. The bad news is um, 12,000 satellites are going to be uploaded into the sky. Um, that's a lot. And right now he's got 800. Uh, and I think uh, for that matter, if you're conscientious about space garbage, um, well, it's, uh, it's one price we'll have to pay for the other. You know something, because uh, they're talking about going back to the moon, too, with all these satellites up there. They're going to have to put stoplights up there just so they can get from, from, from here to there. But anyway, that's a problem. That's a problem that Elon and the boys can figure out, I'm sure. Uh, we are out of time. This is always fun. Tech Talk, we do this every Friday at 1135 with Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuuman. Have a great weekend, Adam. We'll talk next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Have a great weekend. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.